Excuse me, I'm looking for a talk nerdy to me, baby. I have a package for them. Oh, sorry, we've been on vacation, so it, like, everything got delayed. Oh. Could you tell me where I could find this talk nerdy to me, baby? Sure. Uh, we're actually back, and we're going to be back every single week, every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., and you can find us on iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and we talk about it on Twitter, and we talk about it on Instagram. Cool. Sign, please. Oh. Sure. I got their autograph! Yeah! And gals and non-binary pals. That was like that was cool. I like that. Oh, uh, I I stole it, but it's okay. I know you did, but Thomas still. Sanders, he's cool too. Nevertheless, it's been a been while, while since we last podcast. It's been a while, and you all kept asking when we be back. You know, let's just do the whole episode. <laughs> Oh, no, it's going to end up being like our Tearing Darrington episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just this episode brought to you by the alternative band known as Stained. Wow. And the cat is back. Hello, cat. Are you going to say anything? Nope. She will. Eventually. Your presence will be known. But hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to Talk Nerdy to Me, Baby, where mm. we talk nerdy to you. Baby? <laughs> <laughs> that terrified the cat. She was like, that was so not good. Uh, yeah, but I have to just make sure she doesn't step on the computer. That's true. But that would be bad. I will say it is good to be back. back. <laughs> Put the podcast back. back. <laughs> Hi. So it's been a while since we've... <laughs> Since we've done a podcast episode, we last did it at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, yeah, like right at the beginning, right at the the start, mostly. Mostly, we we went a little bit into it, but you know, life kind of came at us fast, and a lot of things just kind of kept us away from the mic. And I'm sure some of you can relate. <laughs> yeah. Aside from the stress that is, you know, the pandemic and everything, we there was the Black Lives Matter movement that is still going on and should not stop going on. Yep. Uh, we fully support it here at Talk Nerdy To Me, baby. We do indeed. Uh, myself, Amy, and Arwen all fully support the movement. And we may have an episode kind of dedicated to that in the future. We're, wow. Wow. We're hoping to dedicate some... There's Arwen. Uh, dedicate a couple episodes to specifically diverse creators, whether it be black creators, you know, LGBTQA plus creators. Um, Don't forget the I. There is an I in LGBTQIA plus. There we go. It, go team. <laughs> it's 
you know, we want to make sure we shout out people who have different voices than our own to make sure that people just feel heard. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be coming up uh, soon. But this podcast is mostly about us coming back and what's been going on since we've been gone. Well, I know what's been going on a lot with me. You moved? I did. Did you move? I did too. Wow. Yeah. It's like we moved. Yeah, we're in a new space. So if the sound is a little different, hopefully it's better. But if it's not, hey, we're figuring it out. I soundproofed this bedroom window. You can't quite hear the entire calamity that's outside. Nope. But the cat is the same. Come here, cat. The cat is in the wires. We are trying to get the cat out of the wild wires. (laughs) 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 Oh, speaking of... Uh, another thing that has been discovered uh, over our hiatus is I have a Fall Guys voice. You <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. We've played Fall Guys a total of once. Twice. We did it once. I've played it twice. I mean, I've played it twice, but we only played it together once. Okay. That's but, right. yeah. No, we found out he has a voice for that game. Mostly consists of... <laughs> which... Apologies, headphone users. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't Make think sure I you're turn- awake. I don't think I turned down the mic enough for that. Um, but I can scoot it back. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for coming back. We hope that you, you know, have taken care of yourself through all of the stuff that's going on and are doing better than this cat. Goodness. <laughs> Just throw her on the bed. Yep. She can fly. So, it's, um, we just hope that you've been good. Please let us know how you're doing. Let us know everything. I know some of you are like, where'd you go? And now there are, I think, either just as many of you or more of you, depending on where you're finding this. And we really just are looking to make a safe space to just share our love of nerdy things and, you know, mutually respect our fellow human beings. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about our break? Uh, it happened, and we're back. We Yeah, so... I mean, I, we look, we, we don't need to, like, go into all the things that has happened over the past few months, because you know... You, you were a participant of it. And we're not any kind of scholar on any sort of thing to give any sort of advice. No, and, you know, we we took our time, uh, and it was a much-needed time. And so, you know, I, I, I know we'll, we'll mention it again, but just, you know, what would help us, too, is just, you know, let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know, like, we like feeling good, and this podcast makes us feel good. And we want to make you feel good, too. So if there's something that you, you're like, you know, I just, I need to get away. Let's talk about, you know. XYZ Sobble. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sobble is staring at me from the bookshelf. Nice. But I haven't said this in a while, but, yeah, you can let us know what kind of episode you would like to hear about uh, by either tweeting at us at Amory by the Sea on Twitter or Cased Crusader. That came out really weird. Cased Crusader. Like Batman except with an S instead of a P. No P. 
(laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. Um, Or you can, you know, talk to us over on Instagram. Same handles everywhere. And we hope that you're happy to have us back because we're happy to be back. This is a source of joy for us. And it's been way too long. But enough about all the sad things that have happened in the month or the months previously. It's been more than a month. But let's talk about what have you been up to, Casey? I feel like there's a stack of things that have been building up for you to talk about. You know, you could say that and be correct because (laughs) that is literally what has happened. Uh, The fun thing about quarantine and, and being home a lot is that you get to do things that you normally wouldn't have time for to be able to do. And for me, that is, and mostly the video games. The video games? Yes, indeed, Arwen, the video games. Excuse me. Well, she made a sound. Okay, fine. I see where the love is in this podcast and it's with the cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that there was a discrepancy there. Uh, Yeah, so I have played a lot of video games over this uh, this hiatus, hiatus hiatus that we've been on, and so I just thought it would be fun to kind of come back. I mean, like you know, have a combination of wow, those are some cool games to play, and wow, Casey, you need to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you have expressed about wanting to play some games and just never having the time to, and. You were handed on a platter a chance of, hopefully, fingers crossed, once-in-a-lifetime chance to, you know, plow through all of the games that you've been waiting to play. And I had a stack of games probably that could go to the ceiling, and our ceiling is taller now in this new space, Uh, and even that, I think, is still, I could reach the ceiling with the amount of games that I've wanted to get to. And I've gotten to most of them, actually. I've well, you will you will soon find out that I have gotten to a lot of games. Yeah, you all won't be able to tell right now, but I can tell by the stack of games that is pretty much as tall as Casey sitting down. Yep. Uh, I. Oh yeah. And did we say hi? I'm Amy. This is Casey. Yeah. We talk about things. Yeah, we do. Did we? Pretty much. We okay. pretty much did. I don't know. Some of you might not know who we are. No, you do. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just thought it would be fun to go through. I'm a big fan of ranking things. I know you're a fan of sometimes watching and, and hearing other people's opinions, but not necessarily doing it yourself. Ranking things? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like doing that. But I do, and that's what <laughs> we're going to do. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a very random list because it was just a lot of random games. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to burn through this and I'm going to burn through that. And you know what? Maybe sprinkled in here, I'll tell you about the games that I beat throughout this quarantine. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> Le gaze. So, uh, <laughs> starting from the bottom. Now we're, we're here. here. We're back. That was my timer ringtone for the longest time. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Because like, you started with nothing and then you get to the end of the timer and something happened. In this case, it's a stack of video games. And yeah. I actually put the stack down here so I could remember and have a visual representation. And yeah. it's also it's just the Leaning Tower of Games is, I would say, kind of impressive. Yeah. It's a lot. 
All right. What's your so, first game? All right. Are we start? So are oh, we? Let me let me clarify here, because like like a d- few days ago, I beat a couple of like little indie games because I was just like playing. A- I've been playing in my Vita again because that's where we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, I'm just going on the physical games that I've beaten because a lot of them I'm like, I'm not going to play this again. I'm going to get rid of them and also to make space since, you know, just moved. So uh, I will be listing in this order. Uh, these are all games that I've physically beaten. Uh, and by that, he means he has a physical copy of the game yep, versus a digital download. I am old school that way. Although I have a lot of digital games for stuff too. And, you know, I will probably need to do a second episode. That's a part two of this because... Holy crap. <laughs> uh, but let's get right into it. The first game, yes. already breaking the rules, is technically two games. Whoa. But they are so short, and they came as a package deal that I put them together. Okay. Now, sorry to this game, because we are going from worst to best. Oh, and see, that is a surprise to me. I did not know that's how we were doing this episode. Oh, yes. Well, what? if you saw the game at the, the top of the stack, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, the only game that I can see right now is definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm confused. But anyway. yes, let's explore this together. I really don't know what games you beat for the most part. Cool. Uh, so the first one is Gungrave VR. Uh, so this one, there's an sure. anime on it, or I think which was based off of a PS2 game that they put uh, on the PS4 and VR support. But it's basically like an arcade rail shooter, okay, uh, but third person, so you still run around and stuff. Um, Do I get to see this game? If you want, let's okay, see. Okay, fine. You don't have to. It's at the bottom of your stack. You can look. Look quickly. Wow. Wow. Oh, the cover's cool, though. Right? The cover is what sold it. It's really shiny, and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Oh, it's a hat. I thought it was like a man in a mask, but it's a man in a gear. A man in a mask. <laughs> uh but it, the the cover actually looks a lot like he could be the cousin of the hunter on the cover of Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so that was like, okay. I was like, you know, even if this game isn't bad, the cover is dope. Uh, but it's it was just the there are two games in it, and they each take like thirty minutes to an hour to beat. The first one took a lot longer because it was very frustrating and the controls <laughs> were really bad. Uh, really and bad? because it was like and a, a, not just because it's one of the early kind of VR games to play. No, it was uh, they just basically ported it, I think, and it looks and plays like if it was an arcade shooter. Uh, and and by that, I mean everything is flat. Flat. <laughs> everything is flat. Why is it flat in a VR game? You know, you find out an answer for that, you let me know. But yeah, the, the controls were frustrating and uh, I almost quit the game several times and I'm like, but it's so short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's but so short, the, I should add it to my list. Yeah, the second one was mostly um, a side-scroller shooter and that one was better, but it was just a little too bland for me to really, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so cool cover. Not a great game. Uh, next on our list is Bleach Soul Resurrection. Resurrection? Is, I say that because it's actually spelled R-E-S-U-R-R-E-C-C-I-O-N. Resurrection. Wow. That, that's how, that's the correct spell. How fancy. Yep. And French, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> hey? 
Did Bleach go to France? Uh, well, they have the one dude. I can't. Rem- it's been a while since I've watched Bleach. It's been a while. Been a while since I remember the. It's is it Uryu? Actually, I think it's Uryu. The dude with the bow, like the spirit bow. It has. However long it's been for you since you've seen Bleach, it's been longer for me since I've seen Bleach. Great. So you can comment at us and let us know if I got that right. But I think it is actually Uryu. Anyway, I think he has like French stuff. Anyway, so this game is uh, was on the PS3 mm-hmm. and it's one of the Dynasty Warrior clone games. Oh, which yeah. Which basically like take Dynasty Warriors and copy and paste it into a property. Turns out I really like that kind of stuff because I the first one I played was Hyrule Warriors, which is the Legend of Zelda one, and then Fire Emblem Warriors, which is, I liked both of those a lot. And then I played some of the actual Dynasty Warriors and I'm like, nah, this is too hard. And you know, the game is just about like, Smashing stuff and just feeling invincible. Smashing. Uh, but smashing. smashing. <laughs> uh, and so, like, and this, this is why we have a podcast together. Yep, it is. <laughs> uh, so that one was pretty. It was pretty fun. I mean, you get to play as a couple of different uh, the major characters in Bleach, but I beat it in like an hour and a half. I still. I kind of wish you'd do stack in reverse, so I could look at the games to so talk about them. Wow. Uh, but, well. There's a reason why the better games are on the top of the I know. But this game, like, it wasn't bad. Uh, it just... It, I just blew through it, and there wasn't a lot to offer. Uh, the rest of it was like an arcade thing, and just kind of like, here, level up your characters and kind of do the same thing again, but without any semblance of a story. And, you know... That sounds boring. Yeah, like, it was fine. It, it takes a... Here's the thing. I will give you my Amy ranking of just hearing about these games, of would I play it? So far, the answer is no. Well, I happen to play a lot of mindless crap, and... I mean, I love it, but I play Overwatch, <laughs> which doesn't change. <laughs> uh, yes, you will soon find out that Amy's selection is very uh, particular. Yeah, I'm good at Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like it was just, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been higher if it had more to do. Uh, so, you know. Like, good gameplay. Story yeah. was meh. Yeah, story was meh. It was cool it playing just, as Bleach characters and stuff, but. Yeah, like, had, it's, it's what you, would, would you say it's like what you expect from an, a game based on an anime that wasn't based on a game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, the next one, The Mummy Returns on Ooh, PlayStation 2. I saw you playing this. Yeah. And I saw the frustration. Oh, yes. So, let's... Let's let me take wind you, it let's, back. Let's wind it back a little bit to when Casey was about eight years old when this game came out. And oh, God. I went there every so often. Uh, I would spend the night uh, at my friend's house and he had a PlayStation 2, uh, which at the time I didn't have... Uh, right, yeah, because I got it the Christmas of 2002 because I saw a commercial for this little gamey wamey called Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, ooh, I want that. But he did not beat that game during quarantine. No, I already, he, already beat that. Because <laughs> uh, so, we have an episode on it, I think. We have an episode where you talk about your favorite games. That's right, because that was like the episode where Casey goes away to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is not that. No. <laughs> This is The Mummy Returned. But I remember uh, being at my friend's house, and he had rented this game, 
uh, because and he introduced me to. Ah, uh, yes, back in the age where you could go to a physical uh, video store listen, and rent games. Listen, Blockbuster was a weekly event in my house. Hey, I rented a couple games for my Nintendo 64 from Blockbuster. I rented a thing where you sat in an inner tube and like didn't fall off the circle waterfall thing. You know, now I don't feel as bad about my mindless crap games anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we would get, we would rent a game and we would rent a movie. And then that became two movies because we watched a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I saw this at my friend's place to watch him play it. And the coolest thing was you get to play as Rick O'Connell, the Brendan Fraser character. Hell yeah. And Emote. Hell yeah. Blessings of Emote be upon you. <laughs> Uh, should we tell them why I, that's a thing? I don't know if we need to tell them why okay. that's a thing. It's just, we have like a little like running joke about Imhotep and yeah. you know, this podcast was on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> but uh, watching favorite. watching uh, Imhotep like suck the life out of people in this museum, I was like, whoa, I've never seen that in a game before. <laughs> and so I always wanted to have it for my own and play it. And I found it at Amoeba several years ago for like five bucks. And I was like, oh, it's here. I must have. And so I finally got around to, to it beating it. It was your Hamunatra. Yep. And listen, those controls are bad. I know. I saw you struggle. Yeah. It was like the graphics are yeah. For, I mean, like they're like, they're fine for that. They were okay for PS2. Like, like I know where... Like, it Graphics was pretty were... much the same as when we played uh, King Arthur. Yeah. It was about that level. Yeah. Uh, but... On the level. But yeah, the, the gameplay, the controls were just really wonky. And just the, the level designs weren't much. Honestly, like the first level with Imhotep was probably the best thing. Uh, the, the last boss battle with the Scorpion King is infuriating it's so is dumb is that the one that i saw you like <laughs> yes most likely because <laughs> it was just he would crawl up the pillar and he would crawl down and then i had to like dodge at the very yeah, minute second that was oh, when God. i saw you like sit there for hours oh yeah it, it it was maddening uh but i did beat it and uh i beat both sides i beat the rick levels and the emotep levels but yeah, it just, it, it was a game that got in its own way, but you know, I'm glad I did it because it was like, it was still a trip down nostalgia lane, even though it was frustrating. Yeah, I mean like The Mummy and The Mummy Returns are some of my personal favorite like movies of that time period. And just like, I love them a lot and have a lot of fun with them, whatever problems they may have or not have. And The Mummy Ride in Orlando, goodness. So worth it, Brenda Fraser at the end. See, that's what I wish they had here in California was, was Brenda Fraser on there. Yeah, instead they were like, no, let's let's change it to Tom Cruise. And then they were like, oh, no, we should not change it to Tom Cruise. Yeah, they were going to. And then they're like, who, who said that? No one said no, that. What? But, but isn't it yeah. still going away? I think so, because I think they were expanding Jurassic Park. We should do a whole episode on theme parks. Maybe we will. Maybe we will after we finally get to go to Disney for your birthday <sighs> <Yeah>. next year. <laughs> but, but we will. also, I want to take you to the ones in Orlando. 
Yeah. Oh, no. For Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. <laughs> uh, the next game, Vanquish. Vanquish? It is a sci-fi third-person shooter by the creator of Resident Evil. Mm. Uh, and it's just oh, like I know you the, talked about it. Yeah, it's like an over-the-top action thing. Uh, I got it as part of... I'd never played it, but I got it as part of the set <coughs> of the... Was it 10... 10 year yeah the 10th anniversary of that game and uh bayonetta the first bayonetta game ah yes bayonetta the one that you did not finish nope <laughs> <laughs> uh more on that later yep but vanquish is it was i mean i don't know the 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 journey that we're going on in this podcast oh but you will i mean yes because <laughs> i can see the road ahead but i do not know the journey to get there yeah well vanquish is uh, yeah it's but it was better than the mummy yeah because like the controls were a little weird but you know they they worked <laughs> cool uh it was just bland and the story was just like super over the top like just like brah <laughs> like let's go shoot some max brah yeah brah like the whole the let's dudes, do it the main character's whole thing was like smoking a cigarette in one puff like that oh kind of and his voice was like yeah i'm the protagonist like it I was can totally do that voice. sorry i was giving him a little bit more flavor than he actually had but <laughs> it was it was fine it eh, there's not really much to say on it well given how much we say about the things that we don't need to say things about this is going to be a normal talk near you to me baby length episode yep uh, so I'll just move right along. So, speaking of, you mentioned theme parks and Disneyland. The next game is the Star Wars game. Well, It's not Fallen Order, though. I already beat that. True. <laughs> I beat, beat that, that short, a while ago. Yeah, when it first came out. Uh, no, this is the long-forgotten game of Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2. Who unleashed it again? Who let the Force out? Lucas Games? I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to make a song. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Star Wars The Force Unleashed. It's all right. Uh, the first game was better. And, you know, it, that one was, it was pretty good. Uh, I know nothing about it. You play as the, the apprentice of Darth Vader. Uh, and the first one, he tries to kill you or he's like go kill the emperor because i'm gonna take over and you're like okay and then he stops you and he's like what who would try to kill the emperor you must be killed and so that makes the protagonist guy be like you know what maybe darth vader's not the coolest dude ever also i've been hanging out with this crew of people that i decided not to kill and they're pretty nice you know what maybe i'll try this jedi thing instead i'm gonna use blue lightsabers now so that's the first game. And the second game is like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of clones of me. Uh, I'm an angry clone. I'm going to go kill Darth Vader. And that's pretty much it. It's really short. Uh, it was just like five or six hours. It's short. Yeah, it's fine. You you slice through some, some stormtroopers and throw some stuff around with the force. Whoa. Wow. Nothing revolutionary. It was fine. Cool. Yeah. I have such interest in Star Wars games. It also, uh, the likeness and voice is done by Sam Witwer. Oh, hey. Yeah. He might appear later. Yep. He might. He might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's fine. Uh, we're, we're still in the, eh, it's fine. 
And we are 28 minutes into this podcast. Yeah. Well, we're 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 moving right we're, along. Yeah, good pace. Uh so the next one is Persona 4 Arena. Uh-huh. Oh, the smaller one. It's the fighting game. Yeah. There's a it's a fighting game on the I I was playing the PlayStation 3 version. They did also had it on the 360. Uh but it's by the people who did the Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue, blah blah. <laughs> I call it Blaze Blue because that's what it looks like and should be called if it's not. I but don't know. It's a, a pretty big Japanese uh, arcade fighter. Okay. It's like a spinoff of that because they pretty much use the same structure and controls and art scheme and all that. Hi. Part of my job revolves around video games. This is how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Like Persona always has wacky stories. Yeah. Um, it's true. So the story was fine. It was it was pretty quick, and it was just pretty much like go through do a you, there's a here there's a tiny bit of story have a fight a little bit more story have a fight that's pretty much how fighter games work with their story modes. Yep. Uh, so you know story is pretty good. I mean Persona like I haven't played a Persona game where I didn't like the story. So you know it was fine. And then just not enough story for you. Yeah, I mean it. It's that and like I'm I'm just. Fighters aren't normally my thing, but I just really like Persona, so I was like, yeah, I want to play through this. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I just, I got through the game mostly by button mashing, and I know that there's, usually that, that is, exactly. Button that, mashing. That usually doesn't work for me, actually, uh, in fighter games. Usually I I try to button mash and it doesn't work, and so I'm like, okay, well, I should learn these combos, and that doesn't work either. So, <laughs> but yeah, I made it through the game, and it was fun. Um... I have a long time ago on PlayStation Plus, they gave the second one out for free. So I have a digital version of that. So I'll, I'm going to go through that one soon. Uh, but it was fun, you know. It is what it is. It's just, I'm not really much of a fighter game person. But I'm just not good at them. But I will play a Persona one. And I did. You did. What did you play next? The next game is Ori in the Blind Forest. The first one. The first one. So it's a. We almost did not make this list. Nope. Uh, it is a uh, 2D platformer and. And it's, pretty. It's so pretty. Look, the, the art of it is gorgeous. The characters are adorable and beautiful. The, the story, story is great. The story is like beautifully tragic and, you know, but hopeful and like. It's just, it's, it's got a very simple, but beautiful, like there's very, the, the only dialogue is through narration mm -hmm. and like, it, it's, it's really gorgeous. And like the gameplay is pretty well constructed. Like, uh, my problems with this game <laughs> was not from the controls, but rather the gameplay was just, it was, it harkens back to like. Yes. Sorry. I know words. I like that word. It's Harkins. a great word. So it Listen, harkens. I don't have a lot to say in this episode, <laughs> despite it being our episode come back. Let me have my tangents. Harkins. Please tell me, explain to me the etymology of Harkin and why it means so much to you. Harkin. To bring back, to come back to. Like Jack Harkness comes back. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I knew there was something to this. We found it. Yay. Uh, but it, it is reminiscent of like 
you know, Nintendo hard games mm -hmm. like Mega Man and, and that sort of stuff, yeah. which, uh, and I got through most of it okay, uh, but there are the infamous chase sequences, mm -hmm. which is basically take all the stuff you learned and do it at about quadruple the speed or you're dead. Welcome to the thing I hated in the game that I am going to bring up at some point. Yeah. Uh, escape sequences are, are usually pretty tough for me. I like them if it's more narrative-based, mm -hmm. uh, but those are just like, all right, time to figure out if you know how to play this game or not. And uh, I had to drop it down to easy, which I did for a couple, several games in this list because most of the time I just got to the point where I'm like, look, I just want to be, I just want to finish this game. I want to get to the end of the story, you know. Call me a care? noob or whatever. I just want to get through the game. You you say that, but when when it's a game that you really like or that you really enjoy, you will then do every level to get the platinum, which includes doing stupid ass things. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, I will say that uh, some of the games I, like, I had already beaten but just went back and finished the Platinum on. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, I would have even more games on this list. But some of them I was like, you know, I went for the Platinum. And I think I got a bunch of loaded ones recently, but I think I'm sitting somewhere at, like... Oh, like the mayonnaise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll save that for part two. Okay. Keep, them, keep them guessing. But I think I've gotten, like... As of now, like, somewhere close to, like, 25 Platinums over the course of this. Wow. <laughs> and I have none. Nope. Nope. Just play a Telltale game, then you'll get one. They no. give them, you finish the game and you get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so the game, uh, I, I dropped it on an easy and uh, found out that you could actually get checkpoints on those chase sequences. Cause that was like, I was done. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm so done with this game. Rage quit forever. And then I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll try again. Cause sometimes the trick is just to come, leave it for a while and come back. And I left it for like two months. Yep. And then I was like, okay, I'll try it again. And then I saw, oh, you can actually get a checkpoint if you do it on easy. And I'm like, well, pff, I don't have any pride anymore. <laughs> What is pride in quarantine? Who who cares? Who has that? No one does. Uh, and so I did that and managed to get through it. And it was still tough and frustrating, but uh, ultimately it was the game just wanted me to hate it. And I say that because like the, the stuff that they would throw at you is like, okay, you're just trying to piss me off. Like that is your goal. And so that's why this game is lower on, on the list. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. Speaking of Ori. <gasps> Next, we have the sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Now, this one was better. The The combat and everything was much more fluid. And you have the little baby uh, owl. owl that's so cute and it's so tender. And I love it. And, you know, even more heartbreaking. Like, they just double down on everything, mm -hmm. including the frustration. <laughs> uh, I th No, yeah, that was pretty equal uh, <laughs> in terms of frustrating mm -hmm. spots. Uh, and, like, I... Even this is a game where, like, even if you're really bad at it, you're st you're still a really good gamer because some of the stuff I'm doing, I'm as I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm still losing this game, and I'm doing like my reflexes are crazy right now, mm -hmm. and I'm still losing this game. So I'm like, pat on the back, but also, eh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was just they they really doubled down everything for the sequel. It seems like they're done with the games. I'm fine by that, uh, <laughs> but again. 
both of the games came with the soundtrack, so I really like the music. You know, like I said, everything around it is... It's like the game started really high in its score and wanted to lower itself. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> so, like, I totally get why so many people love the games, but it just, for me, it continuously... It was, it was maddening and it continuously shot itself in the foot for me. And I'm like, I, this is... I am not in a headspace where I need to be viscerally angry at games right now. I need to be viscerally happy with games right now. <laughs> and so, and yeah. yet some of the things on this list. Yep, some of the things on this list. Uh, next we have Quantum Break. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a multimedia experience yes, of a game. So it's a third-person shooter where, and you have... In parts. In parts, and you have power, so you're, you know, you're... Somewhat of a superhero and it plays with time travel and all that kind of stuff. The story was interesting. It wasn't, you know, spectacular, but it was it was pretty good. Uh, it's by Remedy. They did uh, Alan Wake was like their their big one, which I played a little bit of that when I borrowed it from someone. And uh, I'll eventually go back and actually beat that game. But it was cool. It was a really they they like to take chances and and try new things. Speaking of in this game. Uh, it is divided into five acts, and so in between the act break uh, of each part, there's a 20-minute live-action episode, and like different things happen based on some of the choices that you make. Uh, and it has like some you know fairly well-known actors, like Lance Reddick is in it. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, the main character is uh, Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm blanking on his name. I, uh, if I think of it, Iceman I'll shout it out randomly. in the original X-Men movies. Yes. Uh, and then he is also the main character in Man of Madan. Yes, he is. Which, shameless plug here, uh, we do plan to, at some point, maybe try streaming stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know. That's a stream nerdy with me, baby. Yeah. Or we're some, we're, we're workshopping. We're workshopping. But... Sean Ashmore. There we go. I did it. Good job. Yeah. And uh, my best friend. I think whole, of him as Bobby, so I yeah. I was not going to be any help. Uh, my best friend in the whole world. I've met him like twice. Uh, Dominic Monaghan is yep. in the game. Uh, and then Courtney Hope is in it. Uh, she's been all in some random things. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of up and coming. And then uh, the other one is uh, uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Yes, indeed. Uh, I will get his name later too. You will indeed. Because names just like pop out at me. But it it was it was cool. It was fun. Uh, the parts I saw were interesting. Like, yeah, I would say it was a little better than average, but not like I wasn't blown away. But I was I liked what they tried. They tried some stuff, and it was cool. Yeah. I like the idea of mixing like filmed things with other things that are happening, and having the cutscenes that you quote unquote cutscenes kind of be based on the choices that you made and all that kind of stuff. It seems cool. Yeah, and like... And we know I like things that are like time travel, break the world universe sort of thing. Like, what is time anymore? And like some people, uh, you know, they some of the complaints were for the live action stuff, but I was like, you yeah, know, it was cool. I, I didn't mind it. I, I, I was down for it. It was, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so... Let's see. Next up is... By the way, I cheated on this one, but Aiden Gillen is his name. Okay. Uh, just so you know. Uh, but the know. next game is Sunset Overdrive. 
Another Xbox One exclusive. With Laura Bailey. Laura, Laura Bailey. Who sings a metal song in this. Ooh. Cool. Thing. So this is just like, let's just find the most random things and just throw them in a game. So the the premise of this game is that a somewhat... A, Somewhat, somewhat, somewhat similar to the zombie apocalypse happens by an energy drink company. You know, I, I would not. Yep. 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 It, so it's like if Monster Energy was like, true. yeah, you know, started the zombie apocalypse because money, uh, and your character can like it, 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 it's basically a third person shooter with. You know, over the top guns like one shoots exploding teddy bears and or <gasps> like uh, vinyl records that chop the zombies' heads off and stuff. Sure. Uh, but then there's also an element of like Tony Hawk Underground where you can just like grind on everything and you know, sure. jump everywhere and you basically can't die and it's super meta and f- just shatters the fourth wall at all times. What is a fourth wall? Doesn't exist in this game. No. Uh, in fact, like. The the game at the end of it is like wait 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 the credits stop and rewind and the, the, your character comes out and this is like nah, that ending sucked let's do that again uh, like it's just super silly it's made by Insomniac so they mm-hmm. did Ratchet and Clank in the Spider Man game which I love but uh, it was not during this nope uh, this was before um, it was like one of the earlier games on the Xbox One um, but it was just super silly and over the top and like if you take this game even remotely seriously. You can't. You don't know what you don't, is. You don't understand what anything is because I don't see how you could do that. <laughs> uh, but yes, I do love Laura Bailey's character. There's a section. Laura Bailey. There's a section where you have to help out this uh, group of LARPers. Nice. That are like you know group of survivors that are all in LARP. LARP yeah, and stay in it. Except Laura Bailey's character is like. I, I'm not here for this. I'm here to like look after these people, but I don't care. And then she slowly starts to get into it, and uh, you basically have to do a rock concert with the lead singer from the Melvins, who can fly and like, you know, tracks the tracks. It's just super silly, but it was fun. Like I, I enjoyed it. Super campy. Yep. Speaking of campy. Yep. Uh, we're moving along, uh, right along. I promise I'll try to get faster yep. at this. As you get to the games you like more. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, the next one is Resident Evil Revelations. Uh, which, which is, which one? It was originally on the 3DS and they ported it to everything else because they're like, why not? <laughs> cool. <laughs> As they like to do with Resident Evil stuff. Uh, but it's, it uses the same mechanics of Resident Evil 4 and 5 as far as what it uh, the contr- the controls and stuff, which I know a lot of people hate, but they became so second nature to me that I... So, like, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I had it on the 3DS and couldn't beat it because my... the, like, singular analog stick on the 3DS was getting a little... You know, I had to, like, uh-huh. really move it to... Super Smash Brothers messed it up. Ah, uh, yes. And I was like, I can't play this... I'm not going to be able to finish this on the 3DS. So I got on the PS4 and beat it on that. Uh, but it, it was fun. Uh, it's super ridiculous. Not one of my favorite Resident Evil games, but still good. So, like, this one was It was good. a solid, solid. Yeah. Every, we're, we're going from fine to good. Uh, Everybody, we have reached the good portion of this podcast. Yes. Uh, 
uh, which I would say the other two are, the last two are pretty good. Now we're getting to, like, good. Uh, the next game is Trover Saves the Universe. Oh, Trover. Yeah. So this You is, started this a while ago. Yeah, I played it once and then... It's a VR game. It's a VR game. And so, like, you know, playing the VR is like... Playing the VR. Playing the VR is like a fashion book date. You need to set time aside for your love and make sure the mood is perfect. Uh, because you, there's so many freaking cables. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while, so you have to be like, okay, I have at least a few hours to set aside for this. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's Justin Roiland made it with his... Uh, it's, the I think, the first game from his uh, game company that he started, Squanch Games. Uh, no, the Rick and Morty one was first. Oh yes, sorry. The so it would be his first like his first non original game. Yeah, original. There. Because he did the Rick and Morty VR game first. Yeah, which is fun. Uh, this one was. It made me dizzy. Yeah, this one's a lot more polished and straightforward. It still made me dizzy. And that's why I played it, not you. I know, but you know, I need to have some commentary. So my commentary is VR makes me dizzy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Within. Five minutes. <laughs> Except for Beat Saber. Yeah, because I don't have to move. Yeah. This one, you are a chair-orpion. Yep. And you stay in your chair the whole time. Yes, true. And you just move Trover around. Uh, but it's super silly. Freaking hilarious. Like, it's one of the funniest games I've ever played. And there's one dude in the game that shows up twice that just likes to talk about how much he likes to eat pee and poop. And he will go on, like... There's a lot of stuff that's obviously since it's Justin Roiland improvised and and just super just, crude yep, and just yeah crazy yeah and so a lot of times I would just sit there and just listen to see how long it would go. Don't on. you get a trophy for that? Uh, I didn't for really get one, one for this. I don't. Not that I remember. I think maybe there was one character that I listened to his whole yeah. spiel and got something for it. Uh, but there's like two guards on top of a rampart. They're basically like. You know, the Justin Roiland version of the, the Night on the Wall from yep. Monty Python. Oh, goodness gracious. And it, they go on for literally about 10 minutes if you just sit there and listen to them, like, without repeating dialogue. That's funny. And yeah. at one point, they're like, I think we're just going to start over now. because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was there for that because I, I came over to you because you were playing it and I was doing something else. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just listening to these guys to see how yeah. far it goes. It, it was fun. Like, it's a hilarious game. Super simple and, and fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's next? Next is Rage 2. Rage 2? You almost didn't play it. Uh, I had it for a while, and I was like, I, I'm not going to have time to finish it. And then I did, so I got <laughs> it again. Uh, so it's it's very, like, Mad Maxi style. Uh, I actually, I played the first one. I got, like two-thirds of the way through it, and I just got really bored with it. This one I found a lot more interesting and fun. It's just a, a first-person shooter, and you go around and, you know... First-person shoot things. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's it's fun. It's They called it post-post-apocalyptic because there's, like, starting to have somewhat of a maybe sort of civilization again, uh -huh. uh, but still with its wacky... Kind of like Mad Max? Yep. It's uh, They partnered with... It's Avalanche and It Software. So Avalanche also did the Mad Max game, which I love. Uh, it's pretty straightforward and basic, but, uh, and, you know, some people are like, oh, it's really repetitive, but I just would play, I played the crap out of the game. That game came out the same day as Metal Gear Solid 5, and I still haven't beaten Metal Gear Solid 5 yet. 
Wait. Because I just could not stop playing Mad Max. I don't know. But this one's just, you know. You were mad about Max. Uh, just fun shooter. Like, super silly. You get some powers. It's fun. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next is Persona 3. Dancing in Moonlight. Yeah. They have different subtitles. I know. Uh, Persona 5 is Dancing in Starlight. And then Persona 4 is Dancing All Night. So I'd already beaten Persona 4 and 5 dancing. These games, are it's just like, you know, just button pressing. And it's just, listen, these games are way better than they should be. Because <laughs> it's just pressing buttons in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I can play those games for hours. I know this. And I have. I know this too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I bought the set... Um, I actually played the fourth one first, which was the first one they made. And I got it on the Vita because I ordered Persona 4 Golden and got that one instead. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to send this back so I can actually get Persona 4 Golden, the game I asked for. But I will platinum this game before. Then. <laughs> and I fell in love with it. And uh, Persona 3 is my least favorite of the games, of the, the dancing mm-hmm. games. Also of those three. Yeah. Uh, because I, I find the other characters and story more interesting. Yep. But it was still really fun uh, and just super addicting and just, like I said, it's way better than it should be. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like tell. I like rhythm games. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I like rhythm things in a lot of other ways. Yep. Rhythms. Rhythms. Okay, what's next? Next, Control. Oh, yeah. I saw most of this. Yeah, you, you saw a lot of it, uh, at least like the story parts. Yep. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's the same people, Remedy, who did Quantum Break. Them. They must have really liked Courtney Hope in Quantum Break because she was like, you know, uh, high up supporting character. She was like probably third or fourth character. Yeah. She was like right below all of the actors that most people are more familiar with. Yep. But then they upgraded her to main character in this one. Wow. And this one's a better game. It's it's a straight up shooter, but with... There's a More lot of powers cool and things stuff. happening. Yeah, so your gun, like, you have one gun that changes to a shotgun and a machine gun and a pistol and, like... Like, reality warps. is not as you think it. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of cool warps and stuff and, like, it's one of the... It's, you know, it opens up more. They call it, like, Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you get to use your powers to unlock more areas and stuff. It was cool. It just... Uh, Another one I got a platinum for it, but I they have some optional bosses. The the main bosses weren't too bad, uh, and some of them were, were pretty cool and creative. Yeah. But man, some of those I remember oh the, man, the, the flower one. Oh yeah, the, yeah, you have to drop down and fight this plant and like it I almost rage quit after I'd beaten the game. <laughs> but uh, because I wanted to try out the the sub bosses. No, I remember you just getting mad. Yeah, and so like I got very angry at the optional bosses for it. And if you've played it, I'm sure you can agree to some of those were just the worst. But the music was really cool. The music was cool. Uh, there's a particular sequence that's just like you're in a kaleidoscope, basically, uh, with metal music playing the whole time. And it was like, it was cool. Uh, I don't know that I'd go back to it, but like it did a lot of really cool things. I think it's my favorite of the Remedy games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like super solid gunplay and stuff. Like it was good. Uh, it just I I can't ignore the anger that I felt in certain spots. No, I remember. 
Oh, boy. It was a lot. But that was also the very beginning of quarantine. Yep, it was. Uh, What's next? Next up, The Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah, that one thing. Yeah, it's by Obsidian, who did Fallout New Vegas. And they wanted to have... It's basically Fallout New Vegas in space. Hmm. Uh, which I played Fallout Three and wasn't I, I didn't I couldn't get into it, but I wanted to try this because it looked really fun, and it just looked like a really lighthearted and and just comedic mm-hmm. taste. Which they that company also did South Park: The Stick of Truth, so I was like, okay, okay. they know how to be funny. But uh, and I I like this game. Uh, Ashley Birch's character Parvati is like one of the sweetest, best uh, companions. Despite. Your bias towards Ashley Birch. I mean, listen, ask anybody. Like, if you go through the list of, like, what are the best companions in that game, she is at the top of everybody's list. It's just, like, it's like Wrath of Khan. Like, you can't really dispute it that much. Have you spoken to my mother? Yes. (laughs) This, unlike that list, has no exceptions. Like, everyone will put her at the top of the list because she's just so endearing, so positive, and just the... She... You get to watch her go on her date with... Uh, you get to like egg her on to ask a girl out and she does and they have like a nice little she's just she's just so innocent and you know she's just great and so that was one of the highlights of that game the the gameplay itself is you know when you interact with people it's a little stilted they don't really move very much and uh, I I went more of the shooter route with it because I wanted to try it and it was it was okay and it wasn't as comedic as I was expecting it to be. And a lot of the trailers and everything made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun and not super lighthearted, but there's a lot of, like, really heavy choices. And I was like, I... This is not was, what I signed up for? Yeah, it was trying to have its cake and eat it, too. So, overall, it was it was a good game, but I... Was I know it they're quite doing what some, it said on the tin? Yeah, and, you know, I'm usually okay with that. But for this one, I'm like, eh, I don't really need to go back through mm-hmm. it again. Although I know they're releasing some DLC and like, mm-hmm. yeah, but still, you know, it was still good. Yeah. Anyway, next, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Is that the one everyone hated? Yes, because of... Oh, is that the one that I have a computer map for? Yes, <laughs> you do. Uh, because when it came out, it had all of the microtransactions and we're just I remember shoving it down people's throats. I, we did a thing on it at work. Yep. I know everything about that. Yep, and then about a year or so after that, about two years after it, they're like, okay, we have fixed all this stuff. We spent a lot of time trying to fix it. Please like us. Please like our game. We, we spent a lot of time fixing it. And they did. They really, really did. Uh, I really like it. It's They added a story. from The first one was, like, it was pretty fun, but it was mostly just online. The only thing you could do offline was just survival waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I liked it, but you know, it was very light on content. So the second one, they added a storyline, which I actually thought was pretty good. It has Paul Blackthorne, who was from Arrow show, which one? Laurel's dad. Oh, Hey. And then, um, the main character is played by a lady. I really like. She was in the morning show, which I also watched in during quarantine. Yeah. Well, we're not doing shows you watch. I know, quarantine. but like it had some, you know, pretty good actors <laughs> in it. Matt Mercer voices Luke Skywalker. Sure. Because, you know, why not? But anyway, like, the graphics are good. The The multiplayer is really fun. There's a lot of variety to it. Um, it didn't, like, while there's still upgrades that you can get, mm-hmm. it didn't feel, like, that's why you and I play Overwatch so much. Because there's not, it doesn't 
feel like, oh, well, I'm just starting this game so everyone else has the better guns and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's only a little bit to that, but never enough to really affect gameplay. Like, I can still survive at level one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, it's like the reason we play Overwatch so much, which is, it's the only game I'll play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like, it's it's really fun. I played other ones. I don't do a lot of multiplayer myself. But that one, I have played, I, I sunk a lot of time into it and really enjoyed it. And the story was cool. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's good. It's cool, dude. Yeah, they, they, they really did make it better and fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a big step up from the first time. Yep. They really listened and did what we watched. They some, Sonic the movie did. They did. They really did. And we watched a video of like really awful voiceover lines. Yes. And I always think of, that's what you should have done in, in the, the beginning. beginning. But hey, I'll take what I got now. Yep. Uh, next, Doom Eternal. Doom! He played this while I watched. Yep, you saw the I whole would, thing. I did, but I would never play it by myself. Because uh, I would have no fun. I. You also might get motion sickness from it. Yeah, I mean, it was questionable when I was watching you play. Yeah. I, I get really easy motion sickness, so it a lot of times watching people play games is better because the moving of the character that you're doing with your controller versus what you're seeing on screen, if they don't mesh the right way, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. But I love, in general, I just love Doom. <laughs> it's fun. Like, I, I really did have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're going into a section now with a lot of these games that are going to have the same issue, uh, which is you really sell your protagonist and this person that you're playing and to make them, make them out to be like really powerful and like, I can do anything. And this game is just about mowing down stuff. Yep. And to a certain extent it does. I almost rage quit at the beginning of this game because I was like, dude, I'm getting like almost one shot by like the the minions, the, yep. the grunts. Yep. Uh, but you. then, like, it started giving me more stuff. I started getting better and started making my way through it pretty pretty regularly. Started making your way downhill? Yep, I really did. <laughs> I really did. Making uh, my way downhill, blasting all the demons that I flashed by. It was another game I had to drop down to easy because I was like, listen, this game is all about just being over the top and just mowing down demons. It's like, yep. it's supposed to give you that sort of cathartic feel of like, yes, I will just I, smite, evil is, smite it all. Smite all of the evil, and at first it does not let you do that, and I got really frustrated. Um, but then, you know, as it goes on, it just gets more and more ridiculous and fun. There are two things that the internet will back me up on this that is very frustrating as far as the enemies. Yep. One is the Marauder, which is a dude with the shield and the axe that just yep. whatever you do, he's like, I'm just gonna dodge whatever you throw at you. He whatever just it throws. Nope's. Yep. And then the next thing are the little tentacles that pop out. Yep. It's like, I know exactly where you are and know that you're going to pop out, but you literally won't until I step on you. And so it was like, I'm just going to take damage. Yep. You it was, cannot do anything to prevent yourself from getting hurt. And so I know for people that were trying to do on like the really hard difficulties and like no damage runs and that sort of stuff, it's like, that's the bane of their existence. Cause it's like, well, Can you? I, it's very hard. And I did it like maybe once, <laughs> uh, accidentally, really. Yeah. But I, I had, I accidentally, almost accidentally, not technical. Yep. I almost had to rage quit this game for one of the bosses because you watched, and it was just stupidly oh, unfair. Yeah, the uh, big shiny metal lady. Yeah. Uh, and it was just 
you know, throwing every possible thing it could at you. It was legitimate floor is lava. The floor is lava. Everything is killing you. You have to take her shield. Then, then you get to her health bar. And if you don't, it's going to like recharge. And like, it was a mess. But then I, it, it was like, you know what? We're sorry. <laughs> Here's some <laughs> armor to make sorry. you, to get you through it. And so I did manage to. So like, it was fun. But what knocked us down a few pegs is the fact that it, I'm just like, dude, I'm just here for guts and glory and you're not giving me that at certain times. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, like, it, it's definitely It has a the fun creepiest game. climbing mechanic. <laughs> yeah, you're basically a mechanical spider. Yeah. Ugh. But it was fun to watch you just, like, yeet all over the place, just everywhere. Oh, yeah, I would just jump around. So, like, whenever you were basically in, like, a, an arena and just had to kill all the demons and everything like that was the best make you yeah critical role did a one shot about doom eternal and laura bailey played mancubus laura which was just bailey hi we like laura bailey we'd really really house. do uh but there's a, the big giant creature with guns for arms named mancubus and that's who she played in mancubus. that mancubus. so like we had we had like, I had fun with we it. Fun. I still want to make a Makeubus plushie and see if I can make it say, Makeubus! And I a thousand percent support this decision. Thanks. I have to uh, research voice boxes for plushies. Hey, guess what? Let's keep moving. Yep. Because <laughs> we, we get a lot. We uh, have about 30 minutes before we hit the, we are gone on way too long. Cool. Uh, next, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So this is the third one of like the reboot yes. series. Uh, I, I like them a lot. They they borrowed a lot from the Uncharted game, but they have some a lot of uh, customization elements to it. Um, so you can like upgrade your guns and your your bow and arrow and stuff. Uh, it's just like the the combat and everything is is good. Like it's a really solid shooter. Uh, I like the the characters. I like the story. Um, I beat the first one a long time ago and always wanted to beat the second and third one. Mm-hmm. And so this is the third one. I thought it was, it was really good. Uh, a lot of people were like, ah, the third one was kind of disappointing with the ending. I was like, no, it was fine. It was good. Um, I don't know what the ending is. So I have no opinions. It was just, it was supposed, this is supposed to be the end of the trilogy that makes her Laura Croft again, like makes her, you know, who we know yeah. her to be as Laura Croft. And I was like, I mean, I guess there there is one moment where she's like, "Yes, I am a badass. Hear me roar!" And I wish there were more of that moments like that. Uh, and there was still like a decent chunk of the game after that to go, because uh, this these games are like, let's just throw all the terrible things. Let's make her Nathan Drake and just make everything she touched explode. <laughs> uh, cool. Which is which is fun, uh, but. And that moment was particularly great, but yeah, it, it was it was solid. Um, jumping to the next game, yes, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the second one. Yes, uh, by a hair, I will give that one my favorite of that trilogy. Uh, I think it had the best story of the three, and like the best uh, set pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like three was really good, uh, but to me, I think the second one was where it, much like Uncharted, the second one is where all the pieces fit the best. I haven't played Uncharted, but I'll, I'll agree. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to take you through Uncharted soon. So I you know. Can see. Uh, but yeah. Hey, like, I like their games. 
just like the the other ones, super solid. Like I, I really like those games. Every time you say that, I'm just like super solid snake, <laughs> snake, snake. Yeah. Uh, next, the first game I beat first. In, in first game I beat in quarantine, I believe, which was Gears Five. Yes, because you had already started playing it before quarantine happened. Yep, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get to finish a game. Cool. Uh, a game. So, he says, an hour and four minutes into a podcast. I'm moving, I promise. No, I'm just like, a game. Yes. Uh, but Gears 5 uh, shifts everything over. The fourth one starts. So the original Gears of War games are just super broad. Like, kill aliens with chainsaws. People copied its gameplay, which is, they basically became the standard of third person cover shooters. Like that was. I don't know what a cover shooter is. Uh, where you hide behind cover and then duck out and uh, shoot. Okay. Like they were pretty much the the foundation of that. They were the pioneer. Pretty much, as like if you think cover shooters, like Gears of War is always one of the first things that people think of. To the point that there was, I think it was Deathly Hallows Part One or the Phoenix. One of those Harry Potter games became known as Gears of Potter. <laughs> I think it was Deathly Hallows. I don't know. I never played past the second one. I played the first one on Game Boy Color. I played the first and, and the second one as a PC game, and I played it with two people, which is very interesting. If someone's walking around and someone's waving a wand. <laughs> Man, how far we've come. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the fourth one introduced uh, the characters from the previous game's children. Well, yep. particularly Marcus Phoenix is his kid, and it follows him and his buddies. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they realize, you know, let's like kind of go away from like the dude broy stuff and like cool it on the misogyny a little bit because we also got Laura Bailey in that one. Laura Bailey. Wow. wow. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Let's shift it over and give her a game because you know what? Ladies can be badass chainsaw gun wielders too, and you know she was just more interesting, and so they shifted everything over to her game. Uh, so this Hell is yeah. so this is hers, and I have to say, like, it's my favorite for the story because it was engaging and interesting and like heavy in some parts, like almost tear jerking in spots. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very dramatic and like. But has... none of these games have made you cry yet. No, Gears was probably the closest one of these so far. I got pretty close uh, because Laura Bailey's a really good actress. Laura Bailey. Yeah. Sorry, I have to. Um, there were so like. The Gears games are known for shoot this, go to next spot, shoot more things. And that they don't really stray too much from that. Um, but this one had two spots that were super open world. And they're like, you have all this space to do what you want. And so it, it kind of actually dragged the pacing a little bit. I liked having the open world, but then... It just, it really messed with the pacing. Like, they didn't quite know how to get you to go through the open world in a way that melded with the rest of the game. Yeah, it was, like, after a while, I was actually wanting to go back to the more streamlined thing, which I wasn't expecting to do. But, not the whole time. Like, just after a while, it it became a little too open world for me. What? Which is a weird thing to say. But still, like, I I really like the characters, uh, Kate Diaz specifically. And it was good. It's definitely my favorite of the Gears of War games. Because uh, I played, who has not played Gears of War, I, I played agree. the first one, and I was like, okay. And I I played a little bit of the second one. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna 
watch the story on these and so I can jump to four and five with Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey. But yeah, it was good. Definitely the best of those games so far. Next, yes. a game series I've been wanting to jump into Ideas. for a long time. And guess what? I did. You did. Yakuza. Yakuza. Specifically, Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of the first one. Cool. So it is super over the top. And I just remember seeing you walking around and bumping into people so they fight you. Yep. That's that's Yakuza. There you go. Uh, instead of there is like sometimes people will have guns and stuff, but it's mostly for story purposes. The rest of the time, they solve all their problems by beating the crap out of each other. And your dude is like, I can beat the crap out of anybody, but I'm a nice guy. Like for somebody <laughs> who's nice for guy. somebody who's part of the Yakuza, uh Kiryu is like the sweetest dude. He is a gentle giant. Like, and that's why I, I really like the story about it. It had some like, you know, like clearly this is written by a bunch of dudes and it's four dudes. But like the the main relationship in that game is a little girl that you end up uh, looking after. And that was really interesting to me. And like their their relationship was really good. And like it felt like a happier and campier version of logan whereas like okay except she was never really against you from the get-go like you're usually like okay i don't really want to hang out with this little girl like i don't want to feel responsible for anybody because i'm a cool badass yakuza dude but i like you <laughs> and it eventually becomes like no you are like i will die in an instant for you mm -hmm. and so like the story was good um i like just the beat em up gameplay and then there's like all the side stuff you can do. You can play arcade games. You can do karaoke. You can do like all sorts of random stuff. How do you do karaoke in a video game? Uh, I think in this is just like like button pressing. Okay. Yeah, but still fun. Because I wanted to do a rock band thing. Oh, <laughs> no, but it is fun watching this dude who's supposed to be super tough, like you know, Belt sing it. like the Japanese equivalent of. Uh, yeah, castle in the sky or something, you know, or just the wheel in the sky keeps. On. Yeah, it's it's super ridiculous. It's been a while. There's a dude that is a fan favorite. He kind of gets on my nerves, but he follows you around. And is like, fight me, beat the crap out of me, please. Like that is his goal in life to defeat you. And you're just like, dude, I've beaten your ass like eight hundred times. Leave me alone. But he doesn't. <laughs> nice. And just, it's super campy. I think when they eventually started doing uh, dubs, Mark Hamill did his voice. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was a really solid entry, first entry into the series and made me want to keep going. Uh, so I, I do plan on going through all the other games because I really like it. Oh, and by the way, starting kind of with Gears, but from here on out, like we're getting to like the really good games, I should we say. We have reached the really good part of this podcast. Next, Forza Horizon 4. What? Forza Horizon 4. It's a racing game. Oh, okay. Uh, I, whenever I play racing games, I tend to stick to uh, more like non-realistic games like Mario Kart, Crash Team Racing. Uh, I recently bought the digital version of Jack X, which I loved since it came out. I enjoy watching you play Jack X. Uh, but those are typically the type of racing games that I yeah. like and prefer. Uh, that being said, Forza Horizon 4 is actually really good. It's an open world racing game. 
you uh, get like prestige and stuff by going around and doing different things, um, doing different types of races. Sometimes it's like, hey, we need you to do this really cool stunt for a movie. It's even has a thing where you're like drive at this top speed for a while because you're on an episode of Top Gear. Like it's just <laughs> super open world and fun and, you know, ridiculous in the sense of like you're just going around in a car and doing things and, you know, it's just fun. Technically, the game goes on forever, but there is like a point of, okay, you've kind of beaten like the main story ish yep. thing when you do the actual like Horizon Festival circuit. Yeah. Uh, but. Again, not typically my type of game, but I really enjoy it. I was going to say, it, it ended up high for yeah. not being your type of game. Yeah, I, it's really, like, it's going, a realistic racer is going, you know, towards the sports area, and you, I don't really do that. No. Uh, but that being said, Forza Horizon is really good and really fun. Uh, and so I ended up getting the season pass for it. So I'm going to go back and do, like, their Lego expansion and... Whee! And it gave me a bunch of James Bond cars and stuff. So, like, Good. it's really, really well made and really well done. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't ex wouldn't expect that for myself, but it's... Really? It's one of, yeah, I think it's, like, the highest rated Xbox One exclusive game, and for good reason. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Not much to say, except it's really good. Uh, next. Next. Yakuza Kiwami 2. Two. Yeah. She likes... Violence. <laughs> uh, so this one is the remake of the second Yakuza game. Uh, and I got that from the two. Yeah. Uh, it's it's also really good. I like the story in the first one a little bit better, but I like the gameplay and the, the open world of this one more. Okay. Uh, this one I, I will be revisiting for the, to like get the, the platinum and like do all the, the other stuff in this one little bit more mm -hmm. uh because this one had some stuff where i was just like eh, and like there were my, my problem with the story in, in this one is that there were other plot lines that didn't really seem connected to everything they try to like kind of tie it all together at the end but most of it i'm just like i don't think i really there were there were points in the in the story for this one where i was like okay where is this going and i never really felt like that in the first one so this one had some some elements of, I, I, I don't know where you're going with this, but it was still really good, and the gameplay is what edged this one out for me. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and they also introduce a love interest wow. for Kiryu. She's a cop. Yeah, she has a pantsuit. She, she does, and she's really cool, and sometimes fights with you. Cute. Yeah. I know they, like... Eventually, just she just kind of floats away, and she gets like assigned somewhere else. But like, I really that was my favorite thing about them. And the same way that my favorite part of the first one was the relationship with the little girl. Uh, she's not in it this as much in this one, but I know in the the later games she's in it a lot more. I think in the sixth one, fifth or sixth one, you get to play as her, which is cool. Which is actually why I've always wanted to revisit Dishonored too. Hmm. Get to play as a girl. Nice. Which I I fully support. Uh, I went back and got the, the Platinum for Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like Cassandra is best girl. Only girl. Uh, but you will also support anything that makes me play another game. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. But yeah. Yakuza Kiwami 2. 
Great game. Uh, next, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Woo! So this one actually came out during the quarantine. Yep. Uh, and I, I resisted for a while. I was like, I d- okay, yes, I need it. <laughs> and so I got it, and... Uh, I saw it. I got it. Yep. I wanted it. I okay. got it. I oh. bought it. <laughs> I, I don't know the song. I don't know how it goes. I just totally butchered that. I'm sorry. I just wanted you to say, I wanted it. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Missed opportunity. Thank you for the save. You're welcome. Uh, like, this was following the remake of Resident Evil 2, yep. which came out last year and uses the same engine and Raccoon City looks the same. And you even revisit some of the same locations mm-hmm. at certain points. Uh, this one was a little bit more action heavy and didn't have as many puzzles as the other one did. Uh, but it was still really good and I had a lot of fun with it. It's really short. It's only like five hours long, but it's one of those games where, and I ended up doing that, going back and playing through it and getting like infinite ammo and, you know, I using remember. alternate costumes and, and Is all that. Is that the one I saw you do or did I see you It's the one it? I did most recently. Yep. Um, Just rocket launcher everywhere. Yes. Like... And that's that's a Resident Evil thing. Just like replay it, get all the stuff so you can just mow down everything and just, you know, enjoy it. And I, I really did. I, I thought it was really good. I haven't played the multiplayer yet. I know it's like some people consider it tacked on because it is a separate thing from the actual game. But they're like, we know this game's short, so we're going to give you a multiplayer thing too. So there you go. Uh, which I, I'll try it out soon, but I, I mostly wanted to get through the, the main game because yep. that's why I was there. And it was really fun. Like... It's, it's really solid. The only thing that got me super angry was on the last difficulty with uh, the final version of Nemesis. The very last boss was just like instant death. And it just became a luck-based thing. And that's that's I how I eventually got... Were, and that's what I told you. I was like, D- I, it's just whenever the gaming gods decide to let me win this one. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way. It was really dumb. Uh... But yeah, it, it was really good, really fun. Next up, we're getting close. We're getting into like the final five. Way! I promise we're almost done. We, we've been gone for so long, I have so much I want to That's say. That's what I mean, like we're just, we're just making up for lost time. Yep. Oh boy, are we. Uh, yes. Next, the remake of Resident Evil 2. Well. So this one, I stepped away for a long time because I got stuck on it uh, because I was at like towards the end of the game and just, I was at a sort of a boss battle, mm-hmm. but it was in a very confined space and I had like no bullets left. And I was like, I don't want to start this over. And so uh, I ended up buying the infinite rocket launcher and all the <laughs> unlocks. I was like, I just want to get through this game, man. Cause I really like the- The rest of it. Yeah. And I like the puzzles and stuff in it. Like it's a really good game and it's one of the best remakes I think ever made. Cause they actually, remade it and didn't just make the graphics a little better like it's an entirely different game uh same with resident evil 3 but this one especially and so i did that ended up going back got the platinum did all the claire <laughs> stuff like it, it's it's fun uh it's just really 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 well done and they know like this is this game is like oh you're doing a remake okay Take notes from this game because this is how you do a remake. You update the controls 
it it's now an over the shoulder thing instead of the fixed camera angle like everything is updated the graphics look amazing they changed some of the story stuff um just like you know some minor things here and there the third one did a bit more but it's just like this is top-notch remake this is how you do it. For real. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like the gameplay and stuff, um, I already pretty much talked about with Resident Evil 3 because they use the same engine. Uh, 3 use the same engine as this one. But yeah, it's really well made and I like it a lot. Mr. Uh, X is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Nemesis in a trench coat and he follows you around. Uh, I'm like, Leave me alone. And eventually you kill him. Good. Yep. And I liked... I, I don't know if I... Leon and Claire's side are pretty equal for me. I like them pretty evenly. Uh, there's stuff on both sides that I like a lot. Because Resident... Or Resident Evil. Uh, Leon's side has Ada Wong and their relationship. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Claire has Sherry Birkin, who she looks after. And like there's a whole messed up storyline with her family and everything. Uh, and... I liked the the acting and I liked their relationship. Like they did a really good job with that. Because uh, Resident Evil tends to go a little bit campy, but this one was like, no, the acting was pretty solid and yeah. not, you know, the 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 events are very over the top. But I felt like the acting was was pretty good. Nice. Which you know sometimes in Resident Evil games you're just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Next days gone. Now, yeah. some people are like, oh, this game's, yeah, like, it's it's a very mixed bag. And it, I will agree, it is a very mixed bag of a game. And some people are like, how dare you put this over Resident Evil Remake? Because it's such a better zombie game. And I would almost agree with you. I will say that up front. I would almost agree with you. However. However. Like, this game is, it's a huge open world. You know I like those. Yep. The beginning was pretty slow and like it didn't really I had a hard time getting into this game. But like some other games like The Witcher 3 and and others that are like really big open world games, some of them take a while to get into, but then once I get into them, I'm into them. Because yes, at first you like are. <laughs> Yeah. 5 million hours of Gwent later. Yes. Uh but this one like you start off with your motorcycle and go about 3 feet before you need more gas. <laughs> Uh, but once you are able to actually upgrade that and get more, you know, fuel in there yeah. without having to pull over, <laughs> uh, it was, it's really good. And I became, uh, I, I think Resident Evil was a little too short and I didn't really get enough into the characters of Leon and Claire, even though I know them, like. You weren't as invested. Yeah, just because I didn't get to spend enough time and they didn't develop the characters yeah. a lot. This one you actually, like. I don't know. I actually cared about the the settlement that he sort of becomes a mainstay at and helps out a lot. Um, the the games has a lot of pacing issues because sometimes it's like really long things. I didn't like the parts where you had to sneak because it just felt weird mm -hmm. when coupled with the rest of the game. So like, there's some spot spots that were just like, you know, there there were some up and down stuff, and you don't get your main villain until like. 30 hours into the game when the game really yeah i thought the game was over and it was going to be done and they're like no there's a whole other section of this plot there's a whole other like third of this game left so 
I will admit, like some of the pacing is is there, but like I really like Deacon St. John, the guy you play, who is also uh voice and likeness, Sam Whitwer. He's back again. Uh he just like the dude really means well, and he plays uh a guy who was in a a motorcycle club when everything went down. Mm-hmm. And like I like his his friends, uh, Boozer is like his best buddy. Uh, his wife, Sarah, is really cool. Uh, and then particularly he, he makes a friend, Ricky, uh, who like he knew and like he kind of, the, the story is mostly about him uh, kind of before he was like at arm's length with any sort of survivor. He's like, I just go around, I, I do my thing, you know, I can help you hunt some people. But he never really like, stayed anywhere mm-hmm. and this was about him you know really learning to care again yeah like opening himself up and like as which was my favorite thing about this game which was as he was starting to care more about these people i was beginning to care more about these people and so like that i think is where they did the best job mm-hmm. i'm like dude i i really do care about these people and i want them to live and i want to help them and that sort of stuff so like and with the the big thing with this is the hordes and just like hundreds of zombies coming after you yep uh and that part is hard like it even lets you skip some of the the big hordes in the story because they're like okay this might be a little too much for people so you can't skip it if you want to and i and for one of them i ended up having to because i was like i i just can't get past it Mm -hmm. uh but i like the story i like the characters and you know i i understand and acknowledge the flaws that it has but to me it, it it really offers a lot and i enjoyed feeling the same way as the character going down this journey like learning to care again like you said and mm-hmm. really feeling that empathy yeah. so yeah cool. i think it's better than a lot of people give it credit for but i do understand why people don't like it okay good to know yeah. i the parts i saw were fine Speaking of something you saw a lot of, next is Death Stranding. I did see a lot of Death Stranding. Also, I really like the soundtrack. Yep, it's got a killer soundtrack. Uh, this game was... <laughs> this game. <laughs> this game. This game. I think it came out about four months too early in that it was the game, even though they're like, you're just del- you're just a glorified... Delivery boy. Delivery boy. And you, that pretty much is the gameplay, but, like, the world is gorgeous, and, like, there's so many metaphors and, you know, hidden meanings behind stuff, mm-hmm. and in-your-face meanings of things, <laughs> and, like, I, I just, it's just, I really like Hideo Kojima, like, he's, he's just a really, he's one of those people I just want to know what's going on in his brain, because he's got a fascinating brain, uh, and, like, the acting is really solid in it, but most importantly, like, I played it and, you know, even before the, the pandemic started, I was, I played it a while. You saw me play yeah. it and like, <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, and it really got amplified once I was playing in the pandemic. Cause I was like, this is the perfect game to play right now. In fact, I had like his hat and like do. took a picture of me, like basically being like him going out to face the wild in order to get stuff for people and help people, you know. You, the whole thing is yeah. you facing the many, many dangers of the world 
to get people their stuff <laughs> you yep. know it pretty much is uh and so i and you can have people like it it is multiplayer in a sense that people can help you uh, and other players can basically use their resources and pull them to make a bridge for you or to get you like a rest spot and that sort of thing. So the there's no uh, interaction with other players, but the only thing they can do is help you. And so uh, bless, bless Hideo Kojima for believing like... The good of people? Yeah, and like he's like, I want to build... Uh, I want to connect people. And that's the whole, what the whole game is about is connection to other people. And he's like, I want to do that. And basically he was able to do that by stripping the negative part of the internet. Yep. Like no comments, no, nothing like that. The only thing you can do is like things. And so he only allowed positivity in his game, even though it's like a post-apocalyptic setting. Like it's very, it's a very hopeful thing. Yeah. I still, there's so much I don't understand even having beaten the game that I still don't get because it's so out there and I still don't understand everything. Yeah. But like it, it's a even very having game. read the Wikipedia page, I still am like, what? That being said, I will strongly defend Death Stranding because like it, it's a game about caring for other people and connection mm -hmm. to people, which it is something I've never really felt in a game before like that. So like, I have to give it all the props, even if I don't understand everything. <laughs> so. I mean, that makes sense. And it was yeah. one that I enjoyed seeing the bits and pieces I saw of, enough that I wanted you to save the the big story moments. Yeah, so you got to see the cutscenes, which are basically like small movies, because yes. Hideo Kojima. They go for so long. We're almost there. I promise, I promise, Woo! I promise, I promise. Uh, next one, this is the only game on the list of something that I beat again. Yes. Uh, everything else, this was my first time beating it, but this is the only game that I went through again, which is, I love this game, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel of Seven <laughs> Roses on PlayStation 2. You guys, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Chess. And like... That's it. That's it. Uh, this game, like, if you really dig into it and learn the ins and outs of it, it's so strategic. I won a battle with uh, uh, Mako mm -hmm. or Mako. Uh, I think it's Mako. I think the, it's Mako. Yeah. Uh, I basically like it. The, the The match was like an hour. I didn't think I was gonna win, but I managed to like outsmart the the AI in the game, and I felt so smart after that battle. I was like, oh yes, like strategy to the max but it's so involved if you really learn how the game works but that's basically how it is it's it's Yu-Gi-Oh chess uh is the simplest way i can put it uh but it's set during the war of the roses which is sure. an interesting choice yeah and then you can choose to be on Yugi's side or Kaiba's side and you beat it and do it the other way um uh, but it's it's just really cool i like the the aesthetic of it with that um and yeah, it was a game that I really, like, really liked uh, when I was growing up, and I decided this time to not. I was like, I'm gonna do it again and see if I if I'm good enough at this game to do it without putting in codes to get better cards and stuff, mm -hmm. and just getting the cards that I win from winning matches. 
Uh, and I did. You did? Yep. And so I felt very fulfilled. And it's a game that I just is very dear to me. And it's odd that some of the best Yu-Gi-Oh games are the ones that don't really follow the format of the regular game. It's weird. But yeah, like my the strategic part of my brain is is always very fulfilled when I play that game. It's way better than people think. We have reached the top three. The top three? The top three. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we, wow. we're gonna like, we've gone to most excellent in these recent ones. Uh, but the next one, number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Another game that came out during this quarantine. Yep. And another instance of this is how I <laughs> Listen, this is, I, when they first said that the game, this remake was gonna be, first of all, when they announced that they were doing a remake of Final Fantasy VII, I was like, yes! I saw it and I was like, yes! yes. And then they are like, it's gonna be in parts. And I was like, oh, they're gonna do like episodes of it? That's weird. And they're like, no, 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 no. Don't misunderstand what we're saying. We mean it as in, we're doing so much and adding so much to this game that- It doesn't each, fit in one game. It doesn't fit in one game and we're gonna have to release it in segments. And I'm like, ah, I like the sound of that. Um, and they're like, it gives us a chance to have more money. And I'm like, it gives me a chance to give you more money. <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. And like, it took me like a little bit to figure out how the combat works. But man, the, the, the combat is like, it has a depth to it that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and it's just really good. And a lot of people, there's an article I really like that talked about this. A lot of people give Final Fantasy 13 a lot of crap, mm -hmm. but they take a lot of the gameplay from Final Fantasy 13 and mix it in and, and improve it by a lot. But they use a lot of that sort of thing, which is the idea of staggering something. So if you do enough damage to something that's weak against, this bar builds up. And then once that bar hits the end, it basically stuns them and it's like, okay, now you can wail on them. So it adds a level of strategy to it that's really interesting. And yeah. And the, you get to do pull-ups You get squats. to do pull-ups and squats, which is a nod to Crisis Core, which is an underrated game on the PSP where you play as Zack. Whole game you play as Zack. That's a really good game. Uh, but this game is... This game's I, got everything. This game has everything. It has sit-ups. It has pull-ups. It has a a drag version of Cloud what? that is, is prettier than all the other girls combined. And stays true to the game. It has possibly alternate dimensions and storylines and timelines. Uh, it everything is yes, 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 yes. Gameplay most excellent <laughs> story. Most, most excellent. excellent. Graphics, most excellent. excellent. Acting, most, most excellent. excellent. Like, oh, Can you there... tell we watched Bill and Ted 3? Because <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, and it's it's actually strangely very fitting for the times right now. Like, there's a point where, like, the whole game, the this whole first part, which is the Midgar section of the game, which is, like, eight hours of the regular game, and this, it's, like, 35. <laughs> uh but it's about a group of people who are rebelling against uh, pretty much the government for like trying to destroy the planet and not giving a crap about the people and just wow. seeing them as expendable. Wow. And there's a part where 
listen, in a Japanese game, having a black man is not something you see a lot of. And in the original game, he's kind of s- stereotyped with his dialogue. And this one, I didn't feel that way. Uh, like, I-, I love Barrett, but there's a part on, you're on a subway after a bomb explodes, and it's kind of your fault-ish. Uh, but everyone, like, looks at him, and he, and they're just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, you're one of them, and everyone's just like, afraid of him and looks at him and just like with disdain and and Mm -hmm. fear and he just kind of like looks at the ground a little bit and it's just like oh man like you could tell the the actor and the character is just like cool everyone's afraid of me because i'm a large black man and it's like oh oh we're going there in this remake wow dang okay like you get so much out of the side characters uh jesse oh my god jesse is so good like and wedge like they they took characters that i didn't remember what happened to them very much and i could barely remember their names when this i'm like oh i care so all much of the stuff you. about it um I don't know if I should go into the spoilers for it or not. Uh, no, I'd say we do an episode about it if you feel so much of a need. Maybe. Uh, I, Yeah, I don't know. But they... We've already had a couple spoilers in this game thing. Yeah. But I would not... If you can avoid it, probably. Because yeah, these people I, probably want to play it, too. That's true. And I... If you've listened this far, you like video games. I mentioned something that was kind of spoilery about it. Um, if you really look into it, but... They... <laughs> The game ends in a way that makes me very excited for the future installments. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, brava. That's all I, I'm going to say. Like, I think they did a stellar job, and I can't wait to, to keep going with it. Cool. Yeah. You have two more games left. I do. You do. So, guess what? What? This game part is pretty much a tie well i mean i would say final fantasy remake maybe even Yu-Gi-Oh. like the games from here on up are tens like god tears yep yep we're there and these are too close for me to really say the one's better than the other because they're also very different they're also very different but so i'm going to uh talk very briefly on this next one uh, and that is The Last of Us Part 2. Hey, I played that game! Yeah, let's, let's play... We're gonna... This episode is two segments. Now we're gonna go for a minute into all the games that you beat over quarantine. <gasps> the Last of Us. The Last of Us Left Behind. The Last of Us Part 2! Well done, thank you. That has been the Amy section of yeah. games beaten during quarantine. <laughs> Uh, but this is the only game that we both beat. Yes. Uh, this is also the only game that we both played. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I played a teeny bit of the first one. Yeah, but, but like, like, you've also... Yeah. yeah. But, uh, listen. Overall... It's great. It's great. It's great. Like, I love <laughs> no, this so game. good. It's great. I love this game so much. People can hate on all they want. People can go walk off into a field of clickers. I don't care. <laughs> or the blob. The blob. Ugh. The one part. 
we're, we plan to do an episode about The Last of Us Part 2. Yep. Since this one is already much like the the actual Last of Us Part 2 game, longer than you expected. Yeah. And also, you can find out all of my opinions about it in the future. Yeah. But I, I will say that this game is excellent. I loved it. I was... Balling, I was a crying mess. It got me to finish a game. It got Amy to finish a game, and if that's not a perfect game, then I don't know what is. Yeah. Because if Amy can finish it, then you're golden. Yeah. So uh, Amy doesn't finish games. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't go into too much of that one right now, because we'll do an episode for it. Yeah. But that, coupled with this game, is the number one game <laughs> of games Casey has beaten during quarantine. Physical copy edition. Part one, physical copy edition. And that game is... is... First, I want to say that Oh I... my god! <laughs> There's a lot of games that I've played and haven't finished, so I, I'm not making a list of those. So this is games that I've strictly beaten. Persona, Mother and 5. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was life-changing for him. Listen, I started this game probably like a year or so ago, and I was like, this game is really good, but I don't have the time to finish this. Like, I really like it, but, you know, I'm, I can't get sucked down into that, yeah. that rabbit hole. And then I did, because <laughs> I, when I got Persona 4, I was like, oh, dang, I really like the series. I'm going to have to go back and finish 5. Um, and then I... Had the time to do it, and I did. Yep. And got the platinum. Yep. Uh, and started Royal. Yep. So Royal, uh, I'm still going through it because that was, you were intrigued enough to yep. want to check it out. So that one I'm going through, uh, we're Wait, going me. through together. So with you watching. Um, this game has, has everything. everything. It has angsty teenagers. It has Super Heroic Rebellion. It has Matthew Mercer. It has Matthew Mercer. It has a bar run by a drag queen. It has super complicated plots in involving metaverses. And, and MTV's Dan Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, so this game, like, I haven't fallen as hard for a game series in a long time. Yep. Uh, and like, I could go on and on forever with it if I weren't an hour and a half, more than an hour and a half into this we can have, an episode. If, if you guys want a whole thing about everything that Casey loves about Persona and Persona 5 in particular, just let us know. I am so happy to do that. I am <laughs> so willing to do that. I will do that. Listen, Persona 5 in particular is so good that I am currently working on a project that is Persona related and heavily inspired by specifically five. Uh, this game has an excellent story. It's you're you're a group of like superhero teenagers who in the are, Phantom like, Zone take down the patriarchy, down with the establishment by way of like Inception almost kind of like it's kind of comparable to comparable to Inception. Uh, but it's just so cool. Like, uh, the, the one thing I can say about this game is it's stylish. Everything. The menu is stylish. Everything you do. You pause the game and he like slaps you with cool stuff. Like, boom, menu. Check that out. How you like that? I'm like, very, very much. <laughs> uh, 
the combat is super cool. I like collecting all the personas, almost like Pokemon, except you get to do different powers, and it's just so good. Like, it's, and boy, do they give you your money's worth. Like, the, just doing the game is like at least 100 hours. Mm-hmm. I did not hear from you for days. Yep. There were, there was about two weeks of like, what are you doing today, Casey? Persona. 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 And then all I would get is the deal with the gif of him ice skating across a freeway. Yeah, from the intro video. Everything is just so cool. The game is just so cool. And like, the characters are so great. Like, I, I, I... Again, I'm just gonna. If I keep talking, I'm just gonna nope. repeat myself. And we're, so, if if you want to hear all of the feels that he has about these games, much like we're planning for The Last of Us Part Two, let us know because then he can go on about it for another hour and forty seven minutes. <gasps> I blame the cat. <laughs> the cat was cut out of this episode. Ah! So that was how it. many games? Uh, thirty two, I think. Something like that. Goodness. <laughs> so, if you Yikes. were impressed with Casey's ability to finish games in under the duress of the world around us, let us know. You can talk to us on Instagram and Twitter and pretty much anywhere across the internet where I am at A Marie by the Sea and you are Case Crusader. Also known as the person in the room playing the games. Yep. It's true. And please we are so happy to be back. If you are as well, please leave a rating. If you're watch, listen, watching this, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating so people can ha- find us better. Please share this with your friends. Share this with your, you know, your friend of me's. Share this with your grandma. I don't know. Share this with people so that we can help build a community of really happy, nerdy people. And I know, like, I would say we went long, but this is about an average episode. Yeah, if, you, this a lot, if you're new here, yeah. this is kind of what we do. Uh, but we, I just, I had so much I wanted to share with you guys. We really did miss you guys. We really, really did. It's, it's, we, we did not stay away because we wanted to. We stayed away just to recoup. Yeah, and like, you know, things were preventing us for a while. And, you know, we, we moved and did all the things and we were just like, what about now? Um, uh, almost, 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 almost. It's almost our two-year anniversary of this podcast. Yep. By the time this podcast goes up, which is tomorrow morning for us, the Friday of this week, September third, September third, is our two-year anniversary wow. of the Talk Nerdy to Me Baby Podcast. And we might have had a couple breaks in between, but it's still been two years of us actually doing a thing. Yep. We are doing a thing. We're back doing a thing. We're back doing a thing. And We've gone on long enough. We really have. So thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening. Come back next week, same day, same time, and let us talk nerdy into your ears. Bippy. 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 But also let us know what you want to talk. What you want us to talk about. We like hearing from you. We do. And until then, goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye